Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. As always, I'm your host, Brett McGrath. How are you doing out there? Hopefully, everyone has a nice jump on their week. Everyone is enjoying the hobby, as always. There is a lot going on, busy lives. It is the holiday season. We are all getting ready for that. I don't know about you, but my strategy on the gift-giving front was, I don't want this to drag out. I don't want to go visit malls. I don't want to be a real person and have to be out in public and go shop around. I want to use technology and internet, the internet to my advantage. And so what we did was we got our list out, all the things and people we needed to buy for, sat at the kitchen table and just hammered it out. One after the other, after the other, done deal, deliveries shipped to the crib. I wish, honestly, wish... You can probably do this. Maybe I need to look into this. If there's a service that came in and just wrapped everything for you too. Just ultimate laziness over here. But I'll tell you this. I want to protect my time and I want to I want to make things as efficient as possible and efficiency just in my life, in my work life, in the hobby is the most important thing and I value my time. So got that Christmas shopping done early and efficient. Where are you at in the process? Are you out there? Are you still letting it drag? Just dedicate some time. Um, hopefully, you're buying some people some cards, perhaps. Maybe you're giving some hobby gifts. If you are, I'd love to hear about it. Tis the season to be sharing. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but you know what? The holiday season is here, and I kind of just, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I think I prefer Thanksgiving, just the easiness of it. Uh, there's less stress. I can buy my own stuff. The gift thing is complicated, but you know, I think there are, it is, I don't want to be a Scrooge and I don't want to be the Grinch. I will enjoy the holidays and I think there's something special about it. So I know my wife, she, she, she's into it. So we got the house decorated. We got the real tree up. We did all that this weekend. We even watched some Christmas movies. So you know, the Christmas movie rotation, I think, is, to me, it's always, every year, it's kind of the same stuff, but it's okay because I haven't seen it in a year. So we kicked off the um, holiday joy and spirit over here at Stacking Slabs HQ by doing a double feature. And uh, this was, the I'm not saying these are the two best or my two favorite, but this is what we started off with. So we we kicked off the Christmas watching with the funniest, I think, Perhaps it still makes me laugh. Actually, these are two funny movies. Um, we did Christmas Vacation. I laugh. Same parts every year. I'm like a little kid watching that thing. And then we went into Elf. And I'm not a Will Ferrell guy at all. I don't just I don't want to throw shade on him. Maybe a little shade. I just think he's overrated. Not really my cup of tea. However, he is spectacular in Elf. That is his uh that is his role that gets me. So I was laughing my ass off and um kind of 
got me into the holiday spirit a little bit, but hopefully you are all off to a good start. My life feels like I'm in um, hyperdrive and there's so much going on right now, but just run through some things at the top and we're just going to get right into it. I will say, man, last week, Colts-Bucks game, tough L for, for my Indianapolis Colts. I thought we had it, uh, but it was good to be there. It was good to uh, see Tom Brady and Tom Brady didn't even play his best game actually probably one of his uh, worst games of the year. And of course the Bucks still found a way to manage, but that, that defense is no joke. I'll say it again. Like that, they, that they are tough. They make plays. Um, I think the, they'll be around again, come playoff time. Colts. Um, as I'm recording this, it is Sunday. I got my, I'm wearing my TY Jersey for the first time. Yes, I'm like a little kid. I wear jerseys inside my house. It makes me feel good. Um, I'm wearing my TY jersey, the white, because the ghost plays well in Houston typically. So I know he's on the, the back half and maybe the final years of his, uh, his uh, career. What a, what a career for TY. And I'm, I'm hoping he can get one more big one out in Houston. Uh, a lot of the things that consume my time was this Notre Dame coaching story. They ended up with the right guy. Marcus Freeman is legit. Um, I sat around yesterday watching college football day, hoping that two teams would lose so Notre Dame could get in. Um, did not happen. We got the Baylor gave the assist, and then it went chalk the rest of the way. That's okay. It was a good season for the Irish, and they're going to have a top bowl game. I'm excited to see who they end up playing. I have some ideas, but I don't want to speculate here. But let's get into some hobby conversation. That's why we're here, right? That's why you're taking some time out of your day to listen to Stacking Slabs. And by the way, I'm going to do this because I got to do it. Got to get in the habit of this. If you're not following Stacking Slabs across the social media channels, specifically Twitter and Instagram, I'm active there, at Stacking Slabs. Hit a follow. Um, I would appreciate any new followers coming in. Also, too, if you're listening to this for the first time, if you are a new listener and you're not yet subscribed, pound that subscribe button. But most importantly, and I think this is catching on a little bit, I'm seeing people tag the phrase in their uh, tweets and in their IG posts. If you would be so inclined, tell a damn friend that you are enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. I do appreciate that. I'm going to start with the at the top with the biggest story in the hobby of last week and one that uh, made me feel something. It made me feel happy. Um, it made me feel proud. Um, I want to say congratulations to the Card Ladder team on the next cycle for their business. And if you didn't hear already, Card Ladder, which I think is the best data tool that we have in the hobby. Obviously, I'm an advocate. I do not get paid by them, but I'm just a fan of the people. I'm a fan of the technology. Um, Card Ladder got acquired by Collectors, a.k.a. Collectors Universe. I've been paying attention and listening to Nat, and it sounds like they're going through a little bit of a rebrand. They're calling themselves Collectors. Uh, Card Ladder has been acquired by Collectors um, in, I think, one of the most layup um, business acquisitions in the hobby. It just made sense. I think based on people, technology, where collectors is going, um, I anticipated this in a little weird way. 
I think it just, I, I would see what Card Ladder was doing. I would see what Nat was doing with collectors. And I, I just thought early, I said, this seems like a really um, good future partnership. And it is happening. And I think it is happening just from my seat and watching it for for some reasons. So number one, like I mentioned it, the team. So shout out Josh, shout out Chris, shout out Christina. Very strong, likable team, great brand. They get down, they have the crossover, they have content, they've been on this show. They are collectors like us, and I think Nat is a collector. So there's just some alignment there. And I think just, you know, culture alignment, people alignment is really, really important. Um, The product is something that I believe fits beautifully into the suite of what collectors is doing and where they're pushing the hobby in the future. I think there's always this opportunity in the hobby for more technology, but I think it's always got to be a fit and it's got to be the right technology. And I think what we're going to see with that partnership is going to be exciting. I'm very, very bullish on what, what's happening at Collectors. I'm bullish on what's happening with Card Ladder. Most importantly for me in evaluating these types of acquisitions, mergers, whatever you want to call it in the business setting, it really just comes down to the individuals and the people behind it. And I think all of those individuals participating in that deal have the intentions, good intentions of the hobby front and center. And so I'm thrilled about it. And I'm I really like, as a guy who works in technology and a guy who builds business to, to get acquired, I can appreciate that seeing it, especially when it comes in the hobby. And I know there's just been so much hard work done and tireless nights done from the, on the card ladder side. And I'm, I think this is going to give them the opportunity to get bigger, better, more resources than ever before. And they're going to be able to accelerate probably their product roadmap in a way that would have taken them uh, maybe a year, two, three years longer than before. So I'm thrilled about this. This is a good thing for the hobby. Hopefully you're all you all all are too. I think there is this idea about, you know, well, card ladder's not independent anymore, this and that. And I just think that's okay. Everyone's entitled to have their own, own opinions. And I think there's gonna be counter on everything that happens and there's gonna be competing thoughts. But to me, this one makes a lot of sense. And I think being a small, nimble team and getting a jolt of resources is going to be a really good good thing. So I think that team has worked their ass off. That team deserves some congratulations. So from the Stacking Slabs podcast, out to collectors, out to Card Ladder. Again, I just want to say congratulations. I am excited to see what is next. I put out earlier this week, one-click experiences are convenient but not what we are all here for. Collecting is an excursion. We lose a lot. We have a lot of regrets, but this leads to learning new relationships, new information, brutal to some, beautiful to others. I put that out there because I think there's this idea and this mindset in our hobby that everyone wants everything easy. And that's kind of the message we're getting from some of the individuals that are going to put be put in leadership and powerful positions in the hobby. And I think what I am learning through my discovery and through my conversations is that 
Most of the people who come on this Friday show and most of the people that I'm engaging with enjoy the process. I know I do. Did you hear the story last week from Joey, the E-Trader, regarding his hunt for the gold Bowman paper? Brady, it was uh, a long, drawn-out history of trying to find the right car, trying to find the right grade, and going on a hunt and pursuing that. And I think if it was always one click, the question I ask is, would it be as fun? And I th- collectors are ambitious people. With collectors, the hunt matters. I don't want new things, innovations, and ideas to come in to not recognize that the hunt matters. And I'll be the first to tell you, as a technology guy, I support change in our industry. The new strategies, people, process, and technology leading the charge can be a really great thing. I think it's what happens outside of the posts of our new beautiful cards that keep us sucked in. You know, it's the DMs from other people that start a conversation and the next thing you know, 30 minutes have gone by and you're like, man, I've been talking to this stranger about this set or this card and I've been learning for the last half hour. It's that gathering of information and figuring out, oh, who who is that collector who has that card I want that you learn from someone else? I don't know him. And you go hit their profile and you follow them and then that starts a connection. I mean, it's building th- those relationships and that's all the things that might not be um, what's front and center and what is in the mainstream of the hobby, but it's really the 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 core of what makes the hobby move. I know I have my list, you have your list, and it's the cards that I want to collect are the cards that aren't necessarily available and aren't the cards that are showing up. And if you say Peyton Manning, it's probably not the cards you're thinking about right away. Like I'm curating my collection in a specific way. And I I appreciate your opinions and everyone saying, well, they think these Peyton cards are the best or they think those. That's great. We all have opinions. But in my collecting and curation of documentation and representation of Peyton Manning's career, I want to curate it in a way that is specific and unique to how I view the milestones of Peyton while also representing cards that make me feel something. And so what I want to do in my collection is hunt for cards that fit in certain parameters. And the way I think about what I'm trying to do can't be like how somebody else is thinking because it's different mindsets and mentality. And in order for me to go find those cards to fill those gaps and to create that story that I'm trying to tell to represent my favorite athlete of all time, I need to go out there and do the damn work. And to do the damn work, I need to go have conversations, meet with people, gather information, and dig. And so one-click experience cannot facilitate that. And I enjoy that work. I enjoy the hard work that goes into the acquisition of a new car that I've been looking for for a while. So I just want to say, like, the brutal experience mindset could not be any more of a mainstream mentality. It is just that surface level. And I ask leaders who are going to be pushing our hobby forward, I ask leaders to go deeper. The deeper you go, the closer you will get to the motivations and desires of individuals like me, individuals that are listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast right now who make this hobby move. I think that's a great place to be as a business 
And I wish everyone in that position of leadership, moving our hobby forward, whether it's in in business, whether it's in technology, whether it's in you know dealers, hobby shop owners, whatever it may be, I wish everyone in that position the best of luck. But don't just think and look at the surface level. Go deeper. The deeper you go, the more you have conversations with passionate collectors, the more information you will have to be able to push us forward in one way that I can tell you to help push us forward is to build strong, find avenues and ways to build stronger connections between collectors and to help facilitate that because we want to go on that hunt. We want to meet new people. We want to gather information. And sometimes while it might be convenient, like my Christmas shopping, where I just want to hit one click, I just want to hit one click because I don't really care about Christmas shopping and I want to get it done. I don't want to just hit one click with my collecting because I deeply care about my collecting and I deeply care about the process that I'm going through to find those cards that I want. I want to say this. I never publicly talked down on this guy, but I just want to say LaMelo Ball, I think he's the real deal. I think he's a, a pretty damn good player. I know that he's going through some COVID stuff, but I've just been very impressed watching this kid play. Um, and I know his cards have gone to the moon and back, and he's that like big mainstream hobby star right now. But um, I'm having fun watching this kid play, and I think a lot of people are out there too. And I just wanted to say, just give some love to LaMelo Ball on the program. Is that okay? Um, there was On the wrestling cards front, there was a delay in the AEW upper deck product, production, timelines. Everything's getting pushed back. It's not just this product. We're looking at January for that. I know I had on my Christmas list some AEW Upper Deck Hobby Boxes. I'm, maybe I'm going to have to wait a little bit. That's okay. But I think that'll start the uh, drumbeat of wrestling cards going into the new year with the bang. We're going to have AEW in January come WrestleMania time. We got WWE Prism. Shout out to all you passionate wrestling card collectors. I see you out there. I'm having a blast collecting. This week on the Stacking Slabs podcast on the Friday show, I am excited. I'm bringing Sam on from Women of the Hobby. She is someone that I've wanted on the podcast for quite some time. I love what she's doing. I love the representation she is having, creating through her content for the female hobbyist. I'm excited just to talk with her. We've, we have not talked one-on-one. We've traded some DMs over the course of the last year, so excited to bring her on the program. All right, let me close out with this. I just wanted to say it has been a very, very, the theme of this is, activity and it's been a very busy week for me but the punchline of what i'm about to say is that relationships matter and relationships matter more than ever before i think i'm a big advocate and supporter of always putting in a high volume of activity and building your process and trying to keep moving and when you keep moving and you're making transactions and you're making evaluations better things always happen or at least that's happening for me This week, this is what always happens. But this week, expectedly, unexpectedly, cards popped up that I needed, okay? That I needed, but it's not like I just had the cash flow readily available to go purchase these cards. So based on my activities of doing things, selling cards, pushing things to consignment, I was in a position to acquire these cards I needed in a timely fashion and make sure that these cards didn't get swooped up and purchased by someone else. So 
I think like one of the, the a good measuring stick and one of the things that we should do is that if you see a card pop up, if you need the card, you you have that immediate feeling in your stomach. And you if it seems like it's outside your price point, if it seems like it's too expensive for you right now, give yourself a second to evaluate the current situation. So, and I'm going to like talk through some things that are helpful for me. So I think what's helpful for me is this idea of if I see a card and I need it, and granted, sometimes you don't have the time to even think about this because it might get scooped up. There's always the, if you wake up the next day feeling and you're still having those strong feelings, then you need to grab it. There's that. There's the other thing that I do is I look at the card and think about my PC and the segment of my PC where that card falls and say, if I had this card, where would it rank? And that gets me to think about cards that I never thought that I would get rid of it might push me closer to getting rid of them. So those are like the, some of the immediate things that work for me. I would also say like having this selling mentality and keeping some sales always moving is also helpful. I, in this unexpected week came up, while I had consignment funds coming back to me from Wharf, so that was helpful. And then I also... Uh, had a stack of cards that I was planning to put up myself. So this gave me some immediate hobby funds and it also gave me some future hobby funds. And I think when you have future hobby funds and cards going up for auctions and you can approximate about how much you're going to get from them. um, And I, I will say this, first and foremost, never put yourself in a position of card debt. That's no good. However, I think you can put yourself in some short term card debt if you know on the other side of the next few days or the next weeks, you're going to have the funds to come back and pay for that. So I think that mentality is important. Um, and so I think just having all of these activities rolling, you don't know what's going to hit, but you don't want to pass up on cards that you need. And I just think high volume of activity always makes uh, for a better hobby experience. I'll say this. So the cards that popped up this week, were some wrestling cards that I'm going to share. I have not gotten them in hand, so I'm a little, I'm a little uh, weary to talk about them until I get them in hand. And when I get them in hand, I'm going to post them. And there's some badass bangers. I promise you that. They fall within a specific segment of my wrestling PC, one that I'm super passionate about. So they might land by the time this goes live. And if it does, I'm going to share them. So check out my page there if you're interested. And then there was some Peyton Manning stuff. And I, I'll tell the story and close with the one card that I lost. And I want to just emphasize losing sucks. And I couldn't stop thinking about losing the card. And I was the second bidder, so under bidder. And the fact that I knew people and had a Peyton Manning group, I was able to turn that frown upside down and put myself in a position where I ended up getting the card. So let me explain. So the 2006 finest Peyton Manning black refractor out of 99, BGS 9.5 was up for auction on eBay. I thought I put out enough. 
the money that I put out was going to make me the all-time high buyer of this card, which I'm 100% okay with, especially when it's cards that are going into my PC for the foreseeable future. This card will appreciate over time, and so I'm okay getting in now because if I, one, I'm okay with getting in now because it's a card that I love, and I'm okay to pay that all-time price. The second thing is the scarcity with this card, especially the scarcity of this card in a graded format. So lost this card, was pissed off. I took a screenshot of me being the underbidder and sent it to my man in group chat. And I said, well, did anyone win this card? And no one had won it. So who, if you're out there and you're a listener and you won that card on eBay, congratulations. I want to say, I, uh, well done. And I was at, I was at a, I was at kind of at a loss because I have the 06 black chrome, and 06 is an important year. Obviously, um, a little Super Bowl happened, but I, I I was like at a loss because I had this vision of pairing the black chrome in the black finest, and now I didn't have this card. So I sourced my group chat. None of them bought it. We had a little conversation about it, and then a few hours later. My man, World Combat, Paul, slid into my DMs and he said, hey, dude, I have this card to pop four. He goes, I got a copy of this, BGS 9.5, and I'll sell it to you for what the high went for on the auction. And I was like, dude, that is so nice. And absolutely, yes, I'll take it. And hey, can I pay you tomorrow? Because I've got consignment funds coming in. He said, absolutely, we got it done. And I just thought that was such a cool story to tell. It was I'm so thankful for Paul and his, his generosity of selling me the card. Yes, I'm sure he made a nice little profit of it, but everyone's situation's different, right? So Paul made a little profit. He's a Peyton collector. I'm sure he made a profit off that card. For me, I did not just pay him the all-time high. I paid him the all-time high plus $1. So now, yes, I'm happy to admit I'm the all-time high buyer of that card. But it was a card I needed, and I got an assist from a hobby buddy. And I just think that's such an important story to tell, and it kind of goes back to the one-click experience, is that you can't replicate that. And the only way that that happened, reason that happened to me is because of passion and because of relationships and because of connection. And I think that's what makes up this hobby, and that's what's so fun about cards. And so as we move forward, There's going to be innovations, acquisitions, changes, you name it. Everything's going to happen in the hobby. Let's not lose sight of the people. Let's not lose sight of connecting with others who share in the passion because at the end of the day, that is really what makes this hobby move. I hope you all have a great week. Make sure you tune in Friday. Sam, women of the hobby, it's going to be a fun conversation. Make sure you take care of yourself, take care of others around you. I'll be back. You already know this. Peace out. Peace out.